Hey! Hello. Hi! What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to uh, this cool, icy Saturday in July. How are you doing, my friend Johnny? I'm Weiss. doing, I'm feeling, I'm, 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 I'm. I'm good. Are you okay? Are you, <laughs> I broke you, for a second. I was trying to make think of a joke about how I'm like these skeletons. You know, I'm just vibing. Vibing like the skeletons. Uh, chili bones. Chili bones and Willy bones. Those are the two guys we got back there. Uh, chili and Willy. Yeah, locked up. Actually, I believe that is the corpse of Charlie Arizona. Yeah, in honor of the famous Charlie Arizona, the man who discovered the ambling skeleton. Yes. Of Anza Borrego. I hope you know what we're talking about. You will know what we're talking about. If you saw our last episode, the cryptid special featuring Bigfoot, the Jersey Devil, and giant eight-foot skeletons. Uh, we got such a great reaction to that episode. I was so happy. I was like glowing all day. Yeah. I, was re I, I think I read every comment. Me too. I mean, I usually read every comment, but... Uh, if you haven't seen that episode, uh, we highly recommend it. Fire that one up right just as soon as you're done with this one. Just keep the podcast train going. You're not going to regret it. I think a lot of people were saying it was our best episode ever. And, yeah. you know, uh, well, due to the positive feedback, I feel inspired. I feel like uh, maybe this podcast might be pivoting more towards uh, some... I don't know. Some wacky weirdness. Yeah, weirdness. Strange folklore yeah. in Americana. Doing deep dives on those fringe topics that are just so strange and bizarre. You don't know what to make of them. I always yeah. love a topic that is like hard to decipher, like the cryptids. Yeah, me there's, too. There's like little fragments of information here and there, and you really have to do the work to kind of piece it all together. Yeah, I love talking about stuff that's super open-ended like that. Uh, there's not, there's no real answer. It's like a weird, fun gray area to talk about. Yeah. So, uh, stay tuned. You might see some new surprises and changes around here. Maybe a new set. Maybe, oh, yeah. Maybe a new podcast name. Forgot. I don't know. Ooh. We're going to go places with this. Uh, but as for today, we have a very special episode today. Yeah, I want to say welcome all, all the new... Uh, Friends out there? Who are, who, what are you talking about? New I'm, friends? <laughs> I'm, you Did know, you invite a bunch of yeah, people to yeah. watch our Hello. show? Hello, new hey, friends. Hey, uh, uh, the person that Johnny met at the coffee shop yeah, the other day. He's I, like, yeah, I work on podcasts. <laughs> Check it out. I told my mom to watch finally. Oh, and she well, says she's going to do it. Hello to our new friend, Johnny's mom. Yeah. You finally friends with your mom? Finally. Yeah. Finally friends with my mom. Uh, well, I, you know... Getting to our guest today, yeah, I had a proud pop-up moment. You did with our with today's guest, Robert IDK. Robert IDK apparently is a longtime Mega sixty four fan and internet soldier. Who would have figured? Who would have thought, dude? Since he was eight years old, since he was like eight or nine years old, that's wild. And now he's on top of the world, dude, taking over YouTube. And I feel like in some small way, small way, I'm partially responsible. Dude. You know, I'm, I have to say, I, I may have inspired him. Uh, <laughs> now it's all going to my head. I, my yeah. ego's through the roof. Johnny, you say some stuff while I, while I come uh, back down to earth. He, he, uh, he, you know, like in that evolutionary chart, like he's the human. You're like the one behind him. Like. I like, like that. Monkey, yeah. yeah, I'm the crow magnum <laughs> who's like just learning how to stand up straight, and then here he comes walking upright. 
I actually, uh, do you remember when you were in school, they had those posters and it always ended with a guy hunched over a computer. Oh yeah. 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 Have you seen the evolution past that? Where it's I've a guy, seen like meme ones. a guy hunched over a computer and then it's a guy hunched over even further looking at his cell phone. Oh, f- yeah. dude. So they man, got us. It, yeah. These <laughs> evolutionary comedians who are always like <laughs> cutting us down with their uh, acerbic wit and knife like yeah. illustrations about the evolution of mankind. That's like that. Have you ever seen that annoying image? I mean, people meme on it all the time where it's like that big bimbo woman and then she like looks down and sees a book and then she picks up the book and then she slowly becomes a nerdy woman no <laughs> i'll show that i'll yeah, show that you clearly later. i should brush up that sounds great yeah so today we talked to robert idk all about uh his internet soldierism his yeah. fandom of mega 64 is he truly a hardcore mega 64 fan answer is yes because yes. it turns out robert went way back into our history and dug up some stuff from our past yeah and rubbed our face in it uh, I w- he told us that he had some Mega 64 videos that he had dug up to yeah. bring to our interview of him. And I actually got nervous because oh, I was like, yeah. what does this guy have on me? <laughs> what does he know? He didn't make it sound like a detective. He was like, I have some videos. Yeah. So we had and a really across the table. Uh, long and fun conversation all about, uh, well, Mega 64. But then, uh, you know, just YouTube in the modern day. Yeah. How do you go from just being some kid? who watches mega 64 uh, and then you're inspired to make your own videos and put them on YouTube. And then they just start taking off and suddenly you are, uh, you know, just blowing up. How do you do that? And what is that like? What's that ride? Like, I think if anything, you'll take away, like if you were thinking about starting a YouTube channel, like after watching this interview, you will hundred percent go out and do it. (laughs) Cause maybe it was so inspired. Like to me, it was inspiring to just hear like, you know, about the grind and, and, his whole process. We talk shop a little bit. We have some fun. We react to some videos and yes. we learn all about the current culture of commentary videos on YouTube, which I found out is the industry term. That is the industry term. Uh, I really enjoyed this conversation. Too. I hope you enjoy it as well. Take a listen. This is us talking to Robert IDK. Okay, everybody. Welcome. We are here with today's guest, YouTube superstar, megastar, triple A world celebrity. Triple A. Robert oh, IDK. Hello. But in addition to being um, arguably <laughs> the biggest YouTuber in the world right now, uh, Robert IDK is an internet soldier. He's a part of the Mega 64 army. Wouldn't you believe it? Dude. I didn't believe it. Me either. When I first heard it. But we've been chatting with Robert for a little while now, and I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, this guy knows his stuff. This guy's been around the Mega 64 universe a, cu- a couple of times. Show. A couple of times. If we change the name of the show, should we call it the Mega 64 universe? Yes. Uh, I love that. Robert, welcome. Hello. What's up, dudes? Hey, um, what's happening? Mega 64 We just kind of started talking and riffing without you. <laughs> Yeah, well, I see. I didn't know if I was on screen during that whole intro, so I was like, "Do I, do I just like act like?" Yeah, no, you, no, were, you were there. You were on screen the whole time, so we captured all oh, of great, the like great, great, uncomfortable great. awkwardness, putting you on the spot. All of that was captured. Uh, okay, perfect. Well, we've yeah, been chatting so, uh, yeah. for, for like a while now, but how you doing, man? Good, good, and and yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I've been watching Mega sixty four since. 2004 i i would have been like nine years old that um i think is... i was in 
Yeah, I was in like my my grade school's like computer lab, and of course, you know, not doing the work. You know, my the, like the troublemaker in the class put on like went to your website, and this was before YouTube, right? How how were you guys even hosting? Like embedding the videos back then. Uh, you don't want to know because it would make like your toes Jeez. curl and your blood <laughs> curdle. We were hosting it on our own website. We were like hosting video just on oh. our own. Like we had to pay the bandwidth ourselves for hosting video. Um, so I think, was, was, back then, was it like if if one person watched it, you paid for that one oh, person well, to watch it, or like you pay for to host it, and then as many people can watch oh, it? As I, we possible. were like 17, 18 years old, and got you know sacked with like a two thousand dollar bandwidth bill because it was like a hundred people watched your Tetris video. Uh, so that's how we were doing it back then. But but I you know you could interview me, I could interview you, we could go back and forth all day. I'm I want to let people know out there your big accomplishment, your milestone. Uh, you just hit a million subscribers on YouTube. Was it last week? Yeah. Um. Yeah. About two weeks ago. Yeah. About two weeks ago. Yeah. Round That's of applause. Awesome. Uh. Congrats. How has your life changed now? Are you like um, wearing robes everywhere you go, yeah, and, like, like feathers Gucci. and stuff? <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Obvi so obviously, hitting the arbitrary number changes nothing. But I will say, like in the last year, like my life's changed a lot. But I've still been in quarantine, so in reality, I'm still just sitting in the room. Um, you know, it, the the big thing, you know, help me buy more Mega sixty four merch. You know, I'm I'm able to go on the website like every week and buy the lot. You know, um, so that's been the big the big thing. That's hilarious to me. Now, dream. I um, I'm, I well, I'm joking. I am joking. I'm not just spending he's, my money on Mega sixty four. He's joking, merch. but I think he might be joking about joking <laughs> mm, because yeah. I watched a video you did where you reviewed your first video. And in that video, you said that you started on Instagram, right? And so I went and I looked up your Instagram. And there's Mega64 merch all over it. And I was like, bro, this guy, he's, he has the, uh, there's multiple photos of my youth pastor would love this. And I was like, that's a deep cut. Yeah, deep cut. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so that's more recent. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been, I've been watching forever, but yeah, I will say like since getting more into the podcast in like the last couple of years, I've gone through phases, right? Like I, I'd say I watched every podcast around like 2008. To, when did the podcast start? So I don't get this wrong. I couldn't even tell you probably, you probably know better than I do, honestly. Um, okay. Well, let's just say like 2008 to 2011 and then, okay. you know, took a, a few years off and then came back a few years off. And I've been back for like a couple years now. Yeah. But this time around, yeah, like I'm I'm a 64 hour special kind of guy. Except I I don't listen live, so a lot mm. of the time I miss it. But oh, no. you know. that's okay. That's okay, man. I have so many questions. Uh, man, where do, where do we even begin? So first, all right, here's my first question because I hear this all the time. People say I'm gonna get it from you. I was a Mega 64 fan, but I took a few years off. Yeah. Like, like. Mega sixty four was my How life, but then I that? had an identity crisis, <laughs> and I just needed to walk away. I always hear the phrase "I took a few years off," and it makes it sound like really? being a Mega sixty four oh, fan no. is a full time job. Kind of. Um, well, yeah, it is now. I'm just uh, assuming, like you, life you got in the way, like you got into video games and other stuff, and just forgot about this YouTube channel. But 
Um, yeah, well, I think it just depends on, on routine. Like for me, so I, I'm a big podcast guy. Um, and I have different podcasts for different parts of my day. Like Mm. I have a podcast that I will make breakfast to a podcast for during the day, but podcast do you make breakfast to? I love this by the way. Which one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's called tiny meat gang and it's a couple, couple new school YouTubers um they're they're both like 30 but they're it's a comedy comedy group um okay shout yeah, out like, i don't know that's out yeah yeah um mega 64 though is like i i wind down to to you guys and i'm sure you'll find a way to take that offensively um <laughs> but yeah in in the in the evening um as i'm prepping for for bed i i like the mega 64 podcast i guess it, it just feels like chill and, and friendly i don't know oh it's like yeah. after well dark also stuff. like sometimes it's just so incredibly boring you can't yeah. help but fall asleep so see i yeah right of course i figure that would be those, those, your, uh, your approach reviews and- <laughs> <laughs> right so no, well um, no i will say if it's an after show i don't feel bad about falling asleep oh know? yeah meaning i fall yeah. asleep on the after show sometimes <laughs> right 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 so um what made you kind of rediscover how did you rediscover mega 64 after taking some time off do you remember what it was where you're like, oh, yeah, these guys. No, no. OK, it, it would never be. a Oh, these guys, because it's always been like a significant thing. Um, but no, I don't know, man. I. I don't know. I, I just go through phases of things, man. It's like yeah. I think it would be a huge accomplishment if I just watched consistently for like 15 years or however, however long it's been. I don't expect anybody to watch consistently for 15 years. I always joke about this, but I'm not, uh, I, I don't even pay attention to mega 64. I wouldn't watch myself consistently for 15 years. So I can't expect anybody else to do it. Yeah. Well, that is like a fear. I think that's a fear that most YouTubers without massive egos would, would go through. It's like, cause my, my genre is very like consistent. I, you know, I make very similar videos and and i that is a constant concern like i i freak out that like my background is the same for too long that's why i put like uh this camera can't see it but i you know i change up the lights i have cardboard cutouts and i i just mess with things constantly because i'm always afraid of like people are looking at the same thing over and over but at the same time like i've watched things that are the same you know so i don't know i overthink it probably no, I feel like you got to you got to change it up. I always like, you know, we change our podcast set and yeah. I think we've had this one for too long because I agree. it kind of, uh, you know, there's different eras you're changing as a person. And so I I like the visual catalog where you can be like, oh, it was that era. Oh, it was that yes. set. Oh, I think that that's setup. awesome. Absolutely. And I think um, that well, those I- videos, they start to have like the feeling starts to match the look and you can be like, oh, it's that kind of video. It's from, you know, that era. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, I will say like um, when when the remote filming of the podcast happened, I, that bloom like you guys did a better job than I have seen anyone do on like making it still feel the same. Like that blew my mind the how remote? you guys did that. Uh, like, oh, you mean like during the pandemic? Yeah, 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 yeah. During the pandemic when I don't That's see, I, I don't even know who was on set and who wasn't like I, I could tell Sean wasn't. But like there were some things where it was like it looked just so real. It blew my mind. I'm so, I'm so happy Thank about you. that because that took forever to set up and it was a pain every week to green screen Sean into the set. But I appreciate that. Yeah, and it was many fights of why are we still doing? Yeah, this? yeah, yeah. 
We oh see you on a, on a daily basis. Like <laughs> For people like me, you're doing it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, let's talk about you, dude. Let's talk yeah. about your YouTube channel. For people who don't know, um, your channel, you do React videos. Yes. Um, but what else but would you, else is would it you just React videos just react. solely at so this point? I, yeah, Reaction is, is a very cheap name, and I, oh. I hesitate to, like, it's easier to, to say it that way, but, like, it is kind of like... I apologize. You don't What's the be industry, term? industry term? Uh, commentary, reaction, you know? There you go. Because, okay. uh, you okay. know, there, w with reaction, there's, you know, people who, who put a lot of work into it, and then there's people who literally turn on the camera, go for it, and essentially steal the person's video and say a couple words here and there. So, like, obviously there is a bit of a stigma with the genre and with that name in general. Um, but I think a lot of, a lot of YouTube content is reaction, whether people realize it or not. Mm -hmm. Um, all it, all that it depends on is just the format you do it in. You know, there will be people who make it more of like an essay format. Like they show part of the video and then they cut away and talk for a while. And like, I think I do kind of blur the lines there, but, um, yeah. So I, I, I guess I, I, I do say reaction. Because uh, it's easier to understand what you're getting into, but like yeah. I do take a lot of pride in what I do. Like any video that I make, there's you know probably like twelve to fifteen hours put into it. Um, so I, I'm I'm trying not to be cheap with it, you know. That's okay. interesting. So that is that kind of your approach to the content that you create. Uh, you know, like anybody could do this, but only certain people are going to elevate this. Um, absolutely. Um, and that's kind of how I feel about, uh, about creativity in general. And I don't know if you guys are into like the Enneagram types, it's like personality type, whatever. But, uh, what I found out is, and this lines up with me is like, I, I, my whole value of myself is being able to do things differently than I think anyone else would do it. Not necessarily better or, or worse or whatever. But I, I take a lot of pride in that while I am in a very populated genre, I don't think anyone's videos are going to feel exactly like mine. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, that is absolutely what I take pride in and what I strive for, like, every time. Awesome. How do you set yourself apart? What do you feel like is the special, the secret sauce to the Robert the IDK video? Well, yeah, so, I mean, the most important part is obviously your personality, and that's what sets every person apart i wow. know how lame that sounds but um i've been also editing since i was 12 years old okay so um there's gonna be nuances and differences that and, and that's what i think is great about editing and and back in the day before, when i wasn't as comfortable on camera and i wasn't as good at being a youtuber i would just like film for 50 minutes be really awkward and i just like compensate with as much editing as possible it was very Dude. torturous um, you're hitting so Johnny. Like the, you're hitting me right in the soul right that's now. That's what he does right that's now. That's exactly yeah. how where I'm at. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, hey man. Yeah. No, that it, it'll always progress. But well, I was um, gonna say yeah. not to cut you off, but you said like the most important thing is having just your own personality. But sometimes having your own personality on camera is hard. Like yeah. that's the hardest part is um, figuring out who you want to be on camera because yeah. you know I feel like there's so many different sides of everybody mm. 
and people are real three-dimensional in real life. But then when you're on camera for just a few minutes, it's kind of a facade. You are presenting your, and I've talked about this on this yeah, podcast, yeah, yeah. your, your persona basically. Yep. Yeah, we, we've dealt with that. Like, or I've dealt with that, like on the show, like I started, I didn't know what to do. And I just was trying to like echo you and just be crazy and, and silly. But then I realized like, that's not me. And people enjoyed me more as just like, I started to get comfortable and just act like myself and not like be a weird parody of you. What was it like for you on camera? Um, so, okay. <laughs> I definitely, for the first couple years, I was definitely imitating my favorite YouTubers. Um, so when I first started, I started in like 2014 and that mm -hmm. was when it was like, I don't know if you know, like peanut butter gamer, John Tron, yep. people like that. Yeah. It was kind of like comedy game review type things. And so I was trying to do that. I was way too awkward on camera. So personality wise, I did not emulate it at all. But when I came back in like 2015, because I made like three videos and went away, um, I was watching a lot of the really popular Let's Player kind of guys. So like Markiplier, Jacksepticeye and some PewDiePie, you know, and to it for, for that, it was very like chaotic in the gaming videos. And then like you'd get really sincere, like yeah, this, this community means so much to me, you guys. Like, this last year's, this last year's really changed my life, you know, just, like, really, like, sincere kind of thing. And I kind of just, like, followed that archetype. Um, uh -huh. And then as time went on, it's like, I mean, I am kind of like that in the sense of, like, I do like being as weird and dumb as and crazy as possible in, in my actual videos, but I do like to get genuine. So that kind of happened naturally, but I will say like I deviated from that mold a little bit. Um, so for me, and, and I think one thing I do more than a lot of people I watch is uh, I get into like all of my interests. I don't like hide my behind the scenes personality or like what I'm like, what I'm into on the sides. And, and I'll, I'll go on like a tangent for like 45 seconds about something random that I, I know about or I'm into that maybe my audience doesn't know or care about but like i think the fact that i don't filter that is part of me you know mm -hmm. yeah i think that's the most important thing uh in any form of entertainment is having like a uh, emotional connection like a real yeah. real emotional connection with what you're doing in some way so because i think people could tell when you're being genuine and when you're not but i did want to ask uh those early influences, have you, like, has it come around at all? Have, like, any of those people ever contacted you and be like, hey, I watched the channel? Um, okay. So, really kind of weird backstory. Um, I, so I started, I started with, like, gaming style videos. And then, um, as I was trying to discover, uh, that community and grow in that community and, and get my own community, I was, um, Derek, I don't know if you mentioned this before or now, but uh, yeah, I started. Oh, yeah, I started on Instagram. And oh, yeah. so I kind of explored those YouTubers communities and saw what people liked and all that. And I got involved in like the Markiplier, Jacksepticeye, PewDiePie oh. community. And it culminated with me having an idea to make a song about them. And this isn't like a standard like fan song. There was this, uh, you know, you know, people talk about like shipping things. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, people were shipping Markiplier and Jacksepticeye. So I was working night shifts in a factory at this point, And I was just the whole shift. I was just thinking about YouTube, what I was going to do. And I had this idea for a song about that. 
And I thought it would be really funny if I like did it really over the top, like pretending to be super serious. Um, and so I did that and that just did like a hundred times what all my other videos had done. Um, wow. so that kind of became what I was known for, unfortunately, for a very long time. Uh, yeah. and also I'm not as good at like comedy music as I, as I hoped because it's like when i'm making music i do try to make it sound as good as possible to the point where it just looks like i'm being fully serious um so yeah. that kind of became what i was i don't want to say plagued with but identified with for a very long time and so that video has over like almost two million views now Whoa. and so jack septic i i did meet at a convention and he was super cool um yeah we got on well um yeah he gets it you know i think i think a lot of youtubers understand that like you know youtubers we aren't exactly what we are in our videos and we will do certain ideas or get into certain things because it's the best thing for the channel mm. um you know to an extent like obviously you're doing what you're interested in but there's an element where it's like okay i'm gonna be a bit more into this than i would otherwise be because that's what my viewers want anyways yeah. Do you ever find um, yourself uh, where the joke becomes too real? Like I was into this as a bit, but now I'm legitimately starting to get into it. Uh, oh, right, right, right. Um, a little bit, a little bit. So, and that was that was a huge problem for my channel for for the first several years. Um, because just for some context, I I made videos consistently from 2016 to late 2018. Mm. Then I kind of didn't know what I was doing. I took a long break and I came back at the beginning of 2020. Um, my videos were very inconsistent before and it was very based around like other fan bases. And so I even, my channel even went through a phase of like K-pop because that was like the biggest thing. Because it, yeah. it always starts with like, hey, react to this. And so you do one video and it does way better than everything else. So it's like, oh, I guess I'm doing this now. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, you know, a few months later and I'm just putting on BTS merch in the morning you know, not really thinking about it. And it's like, wow, yeah, this this kind of became like, I, I don't like it that much. <laughs> you know? uh, So, yeah. Yeah, that's what happened with me and Robert Pattinson. Because you're living Robert that right Pattinson now. was just like this big meme, the dude from Twilight. And then I was like, haha, yeah, these memes. And I started trafficking in Robert Pattinson memes. But then legitimately through the meme community started seeing so much love and respect for Robert Pattinson that it made me realize like, oh, he's done a lot more than I've realized. And now I think legitimately he's like my favorite modern contemporary working <laughs> actor. I love how your demeanor changed with that. Like there was a while where you were like, yeah, he's funny. And then you were like, no, like what's, what's the joke? Like, yeah, I, I he's love like him. legitimately the greatest. <laughs> like, I'm right. No, he's a great looking dude and he's got a great name. Um, and yeah, I think you guys, um, I think I remember you guys talking about the the upcoming Batman. Yeah, film, but you forgot think, to mention like, he's, he's also a phenomenal he's also actor. Phenomenal. So, oh, I'm sorry. The, I'm the sorry. third yeah. part of well, the, I figured you I'm had that fan. covered, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I think for me, what I love just to talk about Robert Pattinson is when you see him in interviews, he doesn't give a shit. I was gonna say Ooh. the f word, but I toned it down. <laughs> he doesn't give an s yeah. about anything. He's so off the cuff and like yeah. doesn't take himself seriously. I think that's I, what people like that meme of him because it's just like yeah. him in the, the jumpsuit because it's just like he's willing to look that crazy. That's how I want to be in yeah. life. Like, I don't want to take anything too seriously. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's the um, the the somewhat viral uh, cat question in the interview or whatever. He's uh, it was it was around like the first or second Twilight movie. There was an interview him and what's the 
What's the um? What's the female lead in Twilight? Uh, Kristen. Kristen is it Stewart? Yeah. Kristen Stewart. That's what I was gonna say, but I was like, is that just a random Bella? White name I think that I made is that her name? Her character's name? Okay. Um, they were in an, an interview together, and also my camera stopped recording. Just a sec. Oh no this worries. YouTuber thing. YouTuber problems. <laughs> we're gonna leave going this in. all yeah, on the show. Thanks. Especially Better if your phone goes off, that's a good luck job. My phone has rang. I got a, a phone call and an alert, so you know it's an official Mega Sixty Fourteen episode. When I'm getting <laughs> yeah, calls okay, on Johnny's camera. Cut all this out, right? You know. One day I'll get a call. Okay. Or you can say you will get a call. Maybe I'll call you. <laughs> yeah. So it was an interview early on with one of the early Twilight movies, and um, I forget what the question was, but 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 Kristen Stewart was like, "Oh yeah, if 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 one of my cats died, I don't know, like my life would be over. I don't know what I would do." Robert Pattinson's like, "Cat cats die, you know, like <laughs> they don't even they don't even live very long. Like cat, it's gonna him. die." Yeah, <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> "Like she doesn't know yeah, like how to react." Years. So just like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, I mean, that is a classic moment that I think a lot of, like, I've seen that moment. And so, yeah, I get it for sure. He rules. He rules. Hey, so um, you brought some videos that you wanted to react to. We'll get to that in a second. But I have a question because you said you took some time off from making videos and then you just came back in 2020? Yeah. Um, yeah. So in 20, okay. Long story, I'll, I'll, I'll sum it up pretty quickly, but okay. around like 2017, I was uh, living with a, another YouTuber friend who kind of was in the same genre as me. Um, and then, you know, we, um, it was like I was living in, in England for six months because that's how long you can live there without uh, any visa or whatever. Uh, and then he was going to come to Canada, which is where I'm from. Uh, and then, you know, plans got all mixed up. And so where I thought I was going with my channel I didn't end up going, and then all of 2018, I was just kind of like not knowing what to do. Um, you know, wasn't staying consistent with anything, and you know, mental health began to plummet. Just a, a long kind of decline there. Mm -hmm. You know, not just with me personally, but like my channel's numbers as well. Um, and then it got to a point where it was kind of like, well, your, wait, I, your I channel's think I need uh, subscribers were declining at this point. No, no, not not subscribers, but like just monthly views, views and, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, so active subscribers were plummeting essentially. Um, and then I don't know. I I kind of um, I decided I wanted to work with more people, and so I joined a company that is out here, and that's why I am here now. Um, I was editing for a really big channel um, called Dope or Nope. I don't know if okay. you've heard of them, but you've probably seen their thumbnails. Um, mm. In fact, I remember the Mega64 Twitter account retweeted. It was on like the YouTube thumbnails Twitter account oh. where they just post goofy thumbnails. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because yeah. it's the thumbnails where it's like, let me see if I can do this for, for the camera. Guy this on is going to be the thumbnail for ours. No. Yeah, goofy. No, please don't. Uh, goofy product on the other, and it's like, oh, you know, like right. that kind of thumbnail. Yeah, yeah. That's the channel I worked for. Um, now, oh, yeah. much more than meets the eye, I will say, and I will say the editing was crazy. Um, that was like the most work I ever put into stuff. But um, that's what brought me out here, and it kind of like got me working again mm -hmm. um this is something i could talk about for ages but for me personally like i i do really struggle with like self-motivation and like mm -hmm. working by myself so quarantine was was rough um 
but yeah, so that kind of helped me get that back on track. And then, man, I always find that I get the most done when I'm have the least free time enforced upon me. So like when I started my channel, I was working 12 hour factory night shifts and then I'd come home and sleep from like eight to four. And then I'd have like four hours when I wake up to work on my stuff. I just work like crazy and go straight to work and wow. literally no free time at all. Um, but then once, you know, I am successful enough to do my own thing and I have all the free time in the world, it's way harder. I'm sure there are, are some people who can relate to that, you know, ADD kind of things. Um, but so working for that company allowed me to get back into that. And yeah. so, yeah, I'd edit for eight hours a day there, come home and do my own thing. Um, and yeah, man, I wish I could just channel that. I wish I could just channel that Robert who just works his ass off like that. It's so crazy. Um, Cause I feel like I've been there when life sucks. You're so motivated to like, Oh, I got to do something. I got to get out of here. And then you start making some progress. And you're like, yeah, I'm doing it. All right. Um, I'm gonna go play video games. I literally had the same thing as Robert here. Cause like I edited for uh Frederator. I used to have to make Fortnite videos every week and they'd make me do like a one day turnaround. And it was like, I wanted to like scream and like pull my hair out. And I was also working on the side. So I'm glad you had like a, like that's, I really like, you're hitting my soul this whole interview. Like, yeah. Oh, well, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Um, yeah. Yeah, dude. Well, yeah, I think, I think like I work so much better when I'm working for someone and when there's yeah. like a fear of like, I need to provide for this person. Cause I, and man, I'm not going to get too deep with it. Like there's, there's some like deep rooted self-esteem things in there. Like I, my goal is to be able to work for myself the way I, I can work for other people. Um, but anyways, that's just the journey. But anyways, <laughs> so that's what kind of like made me take that long break. And then in 2020, you know, I, I had that kind of motivation and, and grind mentality again. Um, and how and was it so, yeah, starting off after taking a break? Because obviously you just celebrated two weeks ago, passing a million subscribers. So at some point the snowball started rolling and, and getting bigger and bigger. But what was it that like got it to that point? Um, yeah. So yeah, January of 2020 is when I came back and yeah. So my, my genre was still kind of reaction based, but it was like, there was also skits and music and all that stuff. But there was an audience that liked that kind of stuff. Um, so when I came back, I think I had about a third of the active following that I had before, um, which is still way better than nothing and starting over. Right. Yeah. Um, and so the big thing the second time around was being consistent because like I kind of touched on um, back in the the first era or whatever, you know, one week you'd have a song parody music video. The next week, maybe you'd have a reaction. The next week you'd have like a skit uh, or like a skit reaction hybrid or whatever. Yeah. And these were all these big projects that I just, you know, it, it took me so long and it wasn't consistent and not being consistent is bad on YouTube. You know, I think everyone kind of knows that. Yeah. Um, so this time around, I was like, right. Um, so this time around, I was like, I'm going to do, I'm going to stick to a genre and I'm going to do it multiple times a week. And you know, when you click on uh, one of my videos, you'll, you'll roughly know what to expect yeah. anyways. Um, and, and I think working for that other channel did really help me get more of a business mentality, more of that understanding. Cause you know, for so long I had that pride of just like, uh, I'm going to do 
if, if I'm not doing exactly what I want to do, why am I doing it? And it's like, okay, well, we also do live in the real world. Um, so, you know, having to integrate a bit more of a business mindset towards it. Um, so yeah, it, it took a few months where, yeah, obviously my videos weren't doing anything that they, they were before. Um, I will say that I did have one friend in the scene. Um, like I, I have made a lot of friends over the years and one of them I did a pretty big collab video with. Now this was just one video, so, you know, I wasn't pulled can we, up completely. Can you say who that was? What's that video we're talking about? Yeah, yeah, my friend, uh, her channel name is Gloom. She is also Canadian and she's great. Um, at that time, there were, you're smiling. I feel like I, I know what you're thinking. I've seen um, Gloom around, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, there were these uh, animated story videos that were, well, they're still really big, but it was really popular to, to react to them. Um, and so that's what she was doing a lot of. And so we just did one together. We did one on her channel and one on mine, and the one on her channel has like five million views or something, um, and mine has like two, two and a half. And so that didn't happen right away. That happened over time. Um, but yeah, that video was my foot in the YouTube algorithm coming back. Right, like when I came back, YouTube mm -hmm. had no no business promoting my stuff, but I had that, and so YouTube was like, all right, cool. Um, <laughs> A little and bit I of cross that, pollination there. Right. I think that got my foot back in the door. Yeah. And then it did take like a, a, a lot of grinding from there. Like it did not happen overnight, but staying consistent for a few months. Um, yeah. Finally got that snowball going. And yeah, the consistency was was the difference maker. Um, yeah. Now, still, I will say that right now, the difference between me, my videos doing well, my subscribers going up and not is com completely based on consistency, not the quality of my videos, which is a sad reality. Um, and I'm not saying I wait, put, wait, wait. Like, so you're saying it's you, it's more important for you to just put out videos than to focus on making high art with your videos. <laughs> right now, if I started putting out trash, if yeah. I stopped putting the 13 hours into every video, then I would not expect as many people to watch them. And I would hope that not as many people would watch oh, them. Yeah. So, um, I think there is an element where, let's be real, like some kids will just watch anything if they're young enough. Um, you know, I think that's an infuriating thing as like an adult who's passionate about YouTube, seeing like some of the, the trash that the kids are, yeah. are just soaking in. Yeah. Um, You're not even necessarily so, talking about your videos. You're just talking about the YouTube audience. Some kids out I'm there will watch anything. I'm talking about my videos being trash that's soaked in. I mean, ideally not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, no, I probably, I could afford to put some less work into my videos, but, um, yeah, I, yeah, it, it, there is, there is an element of like quantity is extreme, quality is important, but quantity is extremely important. Mm -hmm. Um, and one thing that I, 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 people don't really talk about this, but one thing I have observed with, with the YouTube algorithm is, um, there are some people who post like once every two months and it always does well. Um, and then there's people who post every day and it does super well, but what doesn't work is if you post every day and then you switch to posting like twice a week, it seems like YouTube hates that. Oh. And like, if you go down, if you increase your, um, you know, output, how often you, you put out, yeah, your output, um, it's better for you. But as soon as you decrease, it's bad. So I have the capacity to put out videos daily. 
but I choose not to because if I did that, then I there's no going back. Yeah. Um. You know, and I've seen people who put out uh, daily videos for years. And now they put out like four a week and yeah, they just aren't growing like they used to. So it is a very tricky tug of war. Um, and that's it, it is an unfortunate reality because it's like even though right now, like these last couple of weeks have been very, very hectic for me. So I have not reached my my typical output. And even though the videos are just as good, like it's just not getting out there the same way. And so as soon as I if I picked it up um, and had full capacity again, then like, yeah automatically like the algorithm would just be like okay sweet yeah. you know and help me out again being on so. youtube is kind of like being in the wild wild west because it's uncharted territory uh it's been around at this point for 16 years but it's still a new industry did you when you were a kid growing up and they're like what do you want to do when you grow up did you want to be an entertainer did you want to be on camera or was this always your dream in some way yeah, dude. Well, I think um, as an eight year old, it was the same as every person like us. And I was like, I want to be a video game designer. You know, that's what I said. And then um, when <laughs> when Pirates of the Caribbean one came out, I was like, I want to be an actor because yeah. of Johnny Depp just, you know, set the set the bar. Um, yeah, for me, so I'm, for a, I'm while, a little older than you, but for me, it was Terminator 2. I wanted to be the kid in Terminator 2. I was I like, think we all did. Somebody could be that kid. <laughs> okay. I'll yeah. Well, I think you had a cooler upbringing as far as movies go. Cause I was like, I didn't watch, I, I couldn't watch Terminator 2 when I was a kid. You know, my parents didn't show me cool movies like that. Oh my um, gosh. So, my yeah, for, from what I've heard, you, off. you, you, yeah, you got in pretty early. Um, so, yeah. Um, I, yeah. So it, it, I, I didn't watch like the edgier classics or whatever. Pirates of the Caribbean is a great movie. I yeah. would put that up there with Terminator 2 as far as an iconic movie. Yeah, I think man. they're both cool. equally, <laughs> they're both iconic I films. Like silence after you said that. I, I like it. Look, Terminator no, 2 is just, great, I, but then you have Terminator really 3, 4, 5, and 6, yeah. which are garbage. And then Pirates of the Caribbean 1 is great. And then all the other ones are I think 1 and garbage. 2 are great. Yeah, two two is very good, Johnny. Um, three sucks though. Yeah, three is terrible. I, three is the worst. Not everyone, ever. not everyone agrees with that because it's like the quality is there, thing. but they're just talking the whole time. Oh, the writing and that's is horrible. Why you? That yeah, that's that's not why you're watching Pirates of the Caribbean. I love 3. Pirates of the Caribbean. Three starts and the Kraken is already dead. The most <laughs> badass monster from the second movie is like, oh yeah, he died off camera. I was like. You had a movie on your hands and you blew it. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of like a small handful of movies where it's like, you think it's like, I don't remember liking it. You know what the other one is? Oh, okay. You're like, <laughs> I remember that movie not being good, but why wasn't it good? And so it's like, maybe, maybe it's me. And so you go and watch it again and it's like, no, it was boring as hell. It was horrible. Um, and Shrek three is the other one. It's Ooh. Shrek three is terrible. And it has, and it's like, maybe it's just me, because it has all the same ingredients. It has the same, like... That's absolutely just you. I think Shrek 3 is the best of the Really? Shrek. No, I'm oh. just kidding. I, was like, I only saw sh the first Shrek. <laughs> I haven't seen Shrek Honestly, 3. Honestly, as far as, like, family two. movies go, I think Shrek 2 is, like, one of the best sequels ever. Yeah. Um, Because 
Shrek 1 was almost, I, I don't want to say it was like an experiment, but they hadn't done it before. You know, mm-hmm. like the sassy kind of like vulgar, yeah. crude kids hero. Um, and then that movie did so well, it became a pop culture phenomenon. And so with the second one, they played into that fully. And you watch the opening, like when they first get into Far, Far Away, like five minutes into the second one, you see like, oh, Shrek is a celebrity now. Like that's what they're doing with this movie. Hmm. And I think they just like took everything to 11 with that movie. I think Shrek 2 is like the perfect sequel to the first one. We're talking Terminator 2. We're talking Shrek Shrek 2. 2. We're talking the greatest sequels of all time. Uh, All right. Dude, let's get to these videos you brought because you said you have some videos to react to. Uh, to let's we're gonna do commentary for, to these for videos. you to react to. I I edited these together. Now oh. I didn't do too much work, so don't don't you know get oh, too no. excited about that. But like here, okay, here's the context. Um, the Mega Sixty Four podcast. You know, I've been I've been watching pretty consistently for a very 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 long time. You know, in the double digits, um, and. Mm. In quarantine, I kind of came back to a lot of it and I just went to random ones. And, you know, once you've once you've gone through all the last year, you just type in random numbers. So I typed in 420. You know what it is. Watch uh-huh. that one. And then I was like, OK, let's just go backwards. And I watched 419. Now, podcast 419, it has some it, to me, it had some mind blowing moments. And I really hope that uh, some of the people watching who are Mega 64 fans agree. Yeah, um nervous. <laughs> let's start we'll start with with the, the sean one okay so you know i uh sean's favorite video game you, you know you know what it is right it's very clear okay i think it's zelda breath of the wild so he he yeah he said in podcast like that's my favorite game right like yeah. he's been very very vocal about like that is his favorite game of all time um now let's uh let's 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 see what his reaction was in uh in 2016 uh when when e3 happened all right we're hitting play now moving back to that zelda trailer yeah i didn't think it looked i mean it was nothing but i didn't think it looked good like it, it didn't look i am kind of the, the same the, the graphics didn't look good <laughs> i just i didn't care like i i was yeah, i was disappointed I'm, by that. I'm in the same boat and i'm trying to figure out this what is so it is. funny it was kind of like that sky look at me completely checked style. out yeah which i didn't like <laughs> the I didn't first like time then, and i don't know why we're doing it again yeah i i don't it's it's almost it's more cell shaded now. <laughs> um, again, it was only like what, like forty five seconds. It was pretty short. Oh my god! So yeah. much, but I, I was. Well, there's a whole <laughs> gameplay thing later. They oh, played through it that. for a few minutes. There's okay. me being like, but "What I, are you talking? I, yeah, why yeah, are you complaining about?" You know, I was game. talking about that with my brother. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, I was disappointed by that. Yeah. Um, that is so funny because they don't stop talking about that game now. Like, I think it's always like, well, it's not Breath of the Wild, because that's, you know, oh, the, the standard. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. That's a deep Ooh. cut. Also, I need to work on my resting bitch face. <laughs> I, I have the worst case of it on, on file in the history yeah. of the world. And there's more video of me with RBF than probably anybody yeah, else on this planet. So I will say um, the, the, the shot where it's just you zoomed, like, I cut that in mm-hmm. yeah. uh, i think it, it i think it helped the transition like uh, some words i cut out i think it made that easier but yeah it worked there um yeah no i will say you looked you looked pretty dead inside in that moment but that's okay i always um, look dead inside 
I'm all, I'm always thinking about pretty deep stuff. You, you I, never I, know. I think it's also the clean shave. Like the clean shave, like accents that look more. I, I think yeah. I don't notice it right now, at least, you know? Well, um, if you were to do like a 20 minute tangent on Zelda and how you don't think the trailer looks very good, you would definitely see it come out. Right, right. Um, so, th- yeah, that was in that was episode 419. And yeah, I heard that and I thought it was kind of hilarious because, yeah, it's, he's made it very clear. That's his, his favorite game. Yeah, um, absolutely. And then another moment, which. Uh, maybe a little bit of context is required. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Now I can't I can't see these when you show them, so I'm sure. just watching your reaction. I've seen them enough times that I I know what's going on. But in the same episode, this is E3, right? They announced The Last of Us Two, and they showed a trailer for it. I don't remember what the trailer was. I didn't care about the series at the time, uh-huh. um, but obviously, I think for the most part, um, that that game came out last year, and I think people know what the big controversial twist was. Uh, that happens very early on in the game. It's the, it's the premise of the game. At this point, it's not a spoiler. That is what the game is about. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you, if you understand that, um, let's listen to what, uh, what Derek, what you thought about the, the trailer. Okay. Um, they maybe, gotta make a sequel. I never beat Last of Us. I haven't seen the trailer for this new and one. And I'm trying not to spoil the ending for people who um, maybe didn't, you know. But all I can say is maybe they'll surprise you. And yeah. those guys... Are good writers. I mean, you're a fan of yeah. what they did before. They could use this as an opportunity to play with your expectations. Like, sure. Maybe if Joel and Ellie, is it? Yeah. Are the main characters in the sequel? <laughs> the slow push. They could die three hours in, and maybe they're sure. not advertising that, and <laughs> they're playing with your expectations. <laughs> sure. So, and what I was gonna. Jesus Christ! That's Jason Bourne. Yes. Yes. Derek came out. That's the wild. predictions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, this is so, why we need people to dig back through our archives and just make me look good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though I look still clean shaven. Clean shaven. Just so, what was going on that day? I don't, I don't know. know. I was clearly had a lot going on in the background. Anyways, um, so yeah, those are from the same episode, and I I watched. I left a comment on that episode, but like I was like, I I w- I want to tell these people what happened like because I, I don't know if, if, if you guys would would be as excited about that as 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 i was um but like i just i thought those moments were just kind of hilarious um yeah and a little I, poetic you I know i appreciate that thank yeah, that you awesome. for sharing that um i love any time where i am proven right because it <laughs> like happens that? a lot who doesn't like to yeah well dude right? you could make a lot of money writing apparently and yeah not even not even just that it happens but that they aren't they're misleading and, and, and not showing that, you know? Yeah, um, totally. Now, personally, I, I don't want to get into it because I know it's a controversial topic, but I, I loved that game, and I <laughs> loved the story. I, I, I am on Team Last of Us 2, and I think that is the, uh, the uh, silent majority, to be honest. I think it was a really, really, really great game. Um, and yeah, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so are you big into video games? For sure, for sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Right now, my struggle is I've I've gotten back to Halo, and oh. so I'm playing multiplayer, and that just can take up as much time as you want it to take up. And so I have a lot of single player games I'm neglecting. When did you um, first? Yeah. Uh, well, this is a stupid question, but how long have you you been playing Halo for? Um. Well, I didn't have the first. I didn't have the first Xbox, so oh. I played Halo PC back in like 2004, oh. something like that. And then Halo 3 when, you know, 
2008 when when all that came out and yeah yeah but i find that i always play like, uh video games that i played when i was like 13 i just go back to them because right it's so comfortable i know yeah. i know um well i with shooters i don't do campaigns i don't play shooter campaigns i just i buy it and i go straight to multiplayer I don't know. It's just a different feeling, you know? It's like it feels it feels more real to me like when when you're playing with other people. Um now nothing can replace like a really good story-based game. Um but like yeah, Halo, I don't know, dude. It just feels right. And like I personally, so I I've got the the Series X and the and the PS5. Yeah. Um I've kind of felt the same way for the last 3 generations where it's like if you've got a group of friends who you're playing with, like Xbox is the most fun and accessible way to do it but as far as like if you are big on the story-based single-player experiences playstation's the way to go and and that's that's how it's been for me this generation so far right like i got the ps5 uh played through demon souls amazing um you know spider-man good as well but like when when it comes down to like i'm playing socially and i'm playing every day it's like i've been playing my xbox constantly yeah i'm a single uh player gamer <laughs> single player i'm a single player um <laughs> uh, but i've kind of been disappointed i agree with what you're saying um and i played those games on ps5 too but honestly i feel like i'm playing my ps4 more than my ps5 right because well, there's the storage is bigger and i can download um indie games which are killer and they just don't have any like big breakout games on ps5 you know I know, I know. Well, see, I was really excited about Resident Evil for that reason because I knew nothing was coming out. So I was like, okay, you know, the Resident yeah. Evil boys are going to be eaten this year. You know, like everyone's going to be really into that. So I was really excited for that to come out, and and it totally happened. Like everyone, it became like the viral game for like a few weeks, and so that was fun. But yeah, there there's definitely not enough. And I will say that like the storage is the most. It's the most criminal part about those systems. Like, it makes no. Now I know it's solid state, so it costs a lot of money. But like, there, to me, like, there's no, there's no excuse. At least do like have a solid state, and then also have a really big hard disk drive that you just have to transfer quickly. You know, internally. Yeah. Right. I I think it it's ridiculous that you can only store like in some cases like three or four current gen i think it's a design flaw i think it like deteriorates from the overall i don't know presentation just the whole package um do you have a favorite video game do you have one that you would say is the best or right all time um banjo kazooie is number one and i think banjo kazooie was the first mega 64 video i saw um i liked the game way before the the video just to be clear that is such <laughs> a deep the banjo kazooie mega i know video. yeah it's wow. pretty simple like on yeah that's like a tiktok now honestly you know oh, yeah. like i'll put the, that on tiktok the, right the now. content that's right in that video is oh, like going up. <laughs> yeah great yeah um and then paper mario the thousand year door on gamecube is also oh, yeah. my favorite uh second favorite because rpgs i i enjoy but i'm a bit I'm a I, I don't go that deep with it. So pay, the pay, the first two Paper Mario games were incredible. Um, then I guess nostalgia wise, Sonic Adventure Two on GameCube yeah. also really. Oh yeah, Johnny, you were just playing that, weren't you? Yeah, it's. It, I mean, nostalgically, it's amazing. But after a while, the gameplay starts to get like eat at your soul. But yeah, that's just me. I. 
getting all the emblems in that game is like one of my biggest gaming accomplishments of my life. I would say. I've never seen the true ending, so I, I do. Yeah, that, that, that is an accomplishment. I'm gonna, I'm gonna restart my camera again real quick. I'm on that DSLR life, so thirty oh, minutes. I have to, you know, do it. But um, yeah, well, do you know, like, when you, when you get the all the emblems. Did I say emeralds or emblems? You said emblems. Okay. When you get all the emblems, you unlock Green Hill Zone, right? Yeah. And I think in the first game, you get Metal Sonic, too. People were trying to get me to do that, and I was like, I, I, can't, I don't, do not it, have the time. Uh, no, I've <laughs> never. Do, I, I've accepted, because um, the completionist did a video on Sonic Adventure 2, and yeah. like when I watched it, it brought back all the memories of like how long that took me. And I was like, I... It kind of blew my mind because it's like at my age now, where I am in my life, I will never be able to do this again. I will <laughs> never be able to put this time into this game again. Um, and I know I think I'm a bit of a minority as far as gamers go in in that regard, because like you go you go on Steam and you see like all the reviews. It's like has a thousand hours on file and that blows my mind and I've, I've like dated girls who have like 2,000 hours in Animal Crossing and I'm like I don't understand this I don't know how you can, <laughs> with any game I don't know how you they can don't do even that, have 2,000 hours in the relationship with you <laughs> they got Animal Crossing no I I, uh, I can relate to that I feel like the, um, I have this fantasy that one day I'll retire I'll be super successful filthy rich retire to my mansion uh -huh. And play every video game that I skipped throughout my entire life. Jeez. I'll have every console there, and I'll be like, yeah. "Oh, yeah." If you've got oh, the cable still, RPG. In the future, <laughs> they will have figured all that out. They'll have <laughs> one universal cable for every one console. Universal console. It plays everything. Yeah, the ultimate. Yeah, emulator. I mean, I yeah. I mean, I guess to be fair, like playing old games now is easier than ever. Like there was a time like before emulation and re-releases became popular where it's like, oh, I don't have the right power cable or my TV doesn't support the the input for the the NES. Right. There was like that 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 little that period of time, but now I guess yeah, it's no problem. So, I wonder how that'll go in the future, you know? Um, I have a question for you. Are you a pro wrestling fan? No. Dang it. Because I see John Cena back there, and I've seen you uh, fight your John Cena stand-up cutout many times. I can't even see him. Yeah, I think, yeah, the, the, the camera I'm using couldn't see this, but yeah. I, he's just kind of a meme, you know? Um, yeah. No, I, I know, I, I know. Yeah, I had, like, animal cardboard cutouts for a while, and then I got some people, and I just, I just went with what Amazon had. You know, there wasn't a great... A grand, what was left? Hilarious over. thought behind it, though. I will say, um, so I don't know, Derek. I don't know everything you've seen, so I don't know if you know the the gist. But oh my god, I don't know what you're pulling out here. But Harry Styles, oh, ugh, Harry Styles cost me seventy dollars. Oh, this this was way too much for a piece of cardboard. But um. Not only that, but the camera kept focusing on his face. Like, I couldn't <laughs> oh, get it to focus uh, on my face. It only focused on him. So I had to tape it in order to I think be in focus in my videos. All cameras just instinctively know, oh, Harry Styles' face detected. Yeah. Focus Whoop. on that. That's why he is where he is. You know what? And this is going to, I say this, and this is the lamest thing I'm going to say today. 
Okay. Um, but I've had this fantasy. I've had this thought. I'm the same age as the guys in One Direction, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was a teenager, I had the same boyish charm that the boys in One Direction yeah, have. I can see that. Um, I also was like a okay but not fantastic singer. Just like that. I believe in... I believe in another timeline, because you know One Direction, they were all going to be eliminated from X Factor. Did you know that? Yeah. 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 They were all they were all solo performers and they were all like, uh, you're not good enough. But if you became if you become this group, we'll let you go. So that means they aren't amazing singers. Now they've trained for many years at this point. I feel like in another life, if I was born in the UK, if I was there, I feel like I could have been in One Direction. I, I'm, you know what? I'm losing so many Mega 64 viewers right now. Oh, I thought that there was going to be another like added on. I could be in One Direction, dot dot dot, and I was like, yeah. And then what? You'd be well, then I'd, I'd be I'd be really rich and famous. Yep. You'd be a different YouTuber with the cutout. Well, of him. I mean, Harry Styles <laughs> got famous, but where are all the other dudes in One Direction? You have a one in five chance. We're of, Zane. Yeah, they still. <laughs> No, they're still putting out music. It's just not as popular. I mean, they're still millionaires, right? Yeah. They're still doing doing great. Yeah. You know, every boy band out there, there's one guy that breaks out, and then you could be the Justin Timberlake or you could be the Joey Fatone. You never know. And that's I don't insane. know Joey Fatone, so that's a great point. That's insane. Um, my my friend, actually, so I'm from Canada, um, my friend grew up with Justin Bieber, like same class. They played hockey together. They Ooh. hung out like on a regular basis. Wow. Does your friend like yeah. Justin Bieber? Does your friend defend them in conversation? No, 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 no. In fact, now I think he kind of regrets that he wasn't nicer to the guy, um, <laughs> growing up because I mean, Justin, I, he was always like pretty cocky and he, my friend Mark, he, he, he tells me that like, yeah, Justin would come over to my house and say like, he had a better DVD player than me, you know, like he just like talks shit about like random little things because he's just always been a very competitive guy. That sucks. And I think that's that stopped my friend from getting as close as he could have. Yeah. But like, yeah, if, if I were him, I'd be like kicking myself for like, oh, man, if I, I just I just would have been closer friends with him. Then so, I could have traveled the world with Justin. Back I in had the day. a friend growing up when we were little kids who was kind of like that. He was like the alpha kid in the neighborhood. He had all the nicest stuff, but we were friends. Uh, but then when we got to high school, he was a year ahead of me. And when I got to high school, he pretended not to know me. And then he went on to become like a quarterback on the football team and got like a scholarship and was oh, playing wow. in like the NCAA for a while. It was like on TV. Okay. And I just always remember thinking like you were mean to me in high school, but I was like, I've seen you cry, <laughs> you know, like we, we hung out on the street as kids, yeah. you know, you get real close when you're kids and then they just totally change as a person. I, I, getting flashbacks of that person listening to this Justin Bieber story, you know? Yeah. Well, obviously like, um, yeah, clearly like the friendship wouldn't even, if, even if it like kept going, it's like, you're definitely happier with the people you actually have in your life now. Cause it's like, there's a reason they stuck around, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. There's actual real connection. So, um, what's the future for Robert IDK and your YouTube channel? What do you, where do you go from here? Well, I will say, um, I think I, I talked about like being consistent is like the most important thing and, and my genre becoming a lot more consistent and the type of videos I make. 
Um, I want to maintain that while kind of injecting my creativity back into it. Yeah. Because, okay. yeah, back in the day, it's like I did music videos, I did skits. I did certain videos where it would be like part reaction, part music video, part skit. Um, and now those took forever to make, so I got to be careful with that. But, yeah, bringing that creativity and like that, I don't want to say effort, but, you know, extra oomph to my videos, I want to bring that back. Um, not because I have to, but because it's, you know, more fulfilling, you know? Right, yeah. So aside from that, sticking with what I'm doing, um, but also I, I think I need to, I need to find a, a bit more of a lane because a lot of the time last year I was re, uh, reacting to a lot of like fails, you know, like physical injury t type things and, you know, uh -huh. YouTube community guidelines is just constantly getting more and more strict. Yeah, you don't want to so, do that. That's become dangerous recently. Um, so even a on bit this of show, discovery. we get in trouble for yeah, some of the videos we react mm. to. Well, Sean, Johnny shows people dying on, what? on no, camera, I stuff don't. like that. <laughs> Supposedly, you should you should censor out the word "dying" so that YouTube isn't like, wait, what 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 are they talking about? And then they look further into it. Yeah. I am actually so careful with like, I censor so many words. Um, like I, you know, COVID, like just any, anything that seems remotely controversial, like I'll censor it just because I don't need YouTube, you know, speech algorithm, like picking it up and, you know, having fun with it. We should do that. Cause this show yeah. is constantly being buried, demonetized yeah. and not pushed. Uh, obviously the content is like, we're always talking about negative stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, there were no bad words for the first like 25 minutes here. Right. So. I dropped an right? S bomb, so we're probably yeah, no, yeah like twenty minutes in. Yeah. Um. Well, awesome, dude. I think this it's amazing, yeah, yeah. We've been talking for an hour. I really appreciate it. This has been a really fun conversation. Maybe cut out the Last of Us part, uh, or at least part of it. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I want to avoid all controversy. <laughs> yeah, here. yeah, yeah. All controversy. Yeah, oh, I just you know I I feel like there's been a couple things I've said that's just gonna. The the One Direction thing and the Last of Us thing, it's like I see I see the keyboard warriors coming through, you know. I know, I know that's not that's not the average Mega sixty four fan, but I know that's what we want. You know, we yeah. want to get people engaged. We want to stir them up a little bit. That's where Make the soldiers it. come from, the internet soldiers. Yes, that's right. Uh, exactly. And you are an internet soldier yourself. We're so happy to have you here. Um, you know, I, I hope we could talk again sometime. Maybe we can even do get you in a video, a Mega 64 video at some point. Yeah, dude, I would I would love to do something. And and I almost I almost wore a Mega 64 shirt to this, but then I was like, ah, oh, you know, I'm not gonna. Uh Robert, thanks for talking with us. Uh thanks, been, dude. Been yeah, have a good one, guys. Are we back? Yeah, we're back. That was cool. Shout out, Robert. Thanks Shouts for talking out. to us, man. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, that was a long conversation. Yes. And I'm happy that you're still here. Thank you. Um, like I said at the top of the show, check out last week's episode. If you like that conversation and you, you just are so, uh, hungry for more Mega 64 and scene, go check out our cryptid episode. Even if you watched it, fire it back up. I re-listened to it. I <laughs> rarely re-listen to our shows, yeah. but, uh, I was proud of those stories. Also... News update about last week's episode. Oh, shit. I saw a lot of comments of people who were accusing me, uh, <laughs> accusing me. I forgot about this. Of making up the story <laughs> of the eight foot skeleton. First of all, 
How do you? How can you make something like that up? I mean, if anyone was to make it up, I think you you have the the creativity. You, tr believe you me, <laughs> if I was capable of making that stuff up, I wouldn't be on this podcast. Oh, I'd be writing movies for Hollywood. Yeah. Um. But also, they put the onus on me of yeah. proving that the story was real, and it's like I. I mean, believe it or not, first of all, it's a story about a ghost skeleton that wanders through the desert, and you're putting it on me to prove that it's real. <laughs> Yeah, where's the proof? Believe what you want. And second of all, uh, I just, I found it. Yeah. And I was just conveying the news. I mean, I'm, I'm not here to like, it, it's like when I was I'm not setting up an ambling skeleton museum or anything. When I was editing it, it was hard to like Google, uh, really? info about it because I, I got info when it was like Anzo Brega phantom. Like it would start mm -hmm. to come up around then. Uh, yeah. So like. Just change your Google search terms and you'll find it. Like, it's there. What I would suggest is looking for San Diego monsters yeah. and cryptids uh, if you're really interested. And you'll, you'll, you'll come across the same list that I did because there's quite a few. And buried in there is that skeleton. But he is real. At least the stories are real. Oh, speaking of that skeleton. Yeah. Someone drew some fan art of it. Really? Yeah. Here's the fan art. Uh, this was drawn by, uh, I don't know their name or anything, but on, on Reddit, they were June Bat. So I thought that's really cool. pretty cool. I like the purple dead eyes, the Me dead too. lights. Dead they look lights. like uh, black holes inside the skull. Black you know. hole, son. Yeah, basically sucking my soul out. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty yeah, terrifying. They, dude, this is awesome. If you, if you guys have any fan art, like feel free to send it our way. Like, I, I love it. And I'll, I'm, I mean, I'm down to feature on the show. Uh, how, are you, how do you feel about that? Well, Doing a little fan cat's art already out of the bag because yeah, we're yeah. featuring it. So, <laughs> I mean, what is it? Of course, um, I support it. <laughs> That'd be funny if you said no. Yeah, what am I? I'm actually strongly against yeah, fan no. art, and I'm offended that you already <laughs> shown this to the audience. Um, but speaking of fans, yeah, you. Hold on, let me, let me cut to a close up here. You put out a call a couple weeks ago. That's right. The last Arthur Treachers in America. Yeah, and we we had a soldier. We had a we have contacts out there in Ohio. We someone made the the trek. Uh, they they busted their hump. They they walked all the way. No, uh, I got excited. This is uh, Willie here. He, Yo! he went with his dog. Yo, Willie and his dog. So they uh, he, there's another photo. I don't have it here, but he just took a photo of what they, they bought there. Willie, but, first of all, what's your dog's name? Yeah, what's your dog's name? We Willie? should do some dog merchandise. <laughs> yeah, I'm we got to do a Mega 64 dog tag Dude, just for Willie's dog. dog. Yeah, Willie's dog has inspired me to do some dog merch. Also, what's in the bag? I want to know what did, he, what did he get from Earth or Treachers? I wish I had my phone on me. I could show you, but in the other room, I could run and get it. No, it's okay. Willie, you are. I think he got some fish and chips. You answered the call, Willie, and yeah. I respect that Yeah, a heck of a lot. So let me tell you what we're going to do, Willie. We're going to send you a special gift package oh, shit. full of Mega 64 swag. We're going to make this Arthur Treacher's trip worth it to you. We know you dropped a little dough on Arthur Treacher's. We're going to drop a little dough on you, Willie. We appreciate you going out there and, you know, representing Mega 64 in the neighborhood. Basically, when Mega 64 says there's Jump. only one... Oh. There's only one fast food joint of this kind left in America. Yeah. We got to get a soldier there. We need to know that there are soldiers available. Yeah, he was like immediate too. Like it was like a couple of days later. He's like, yo, I'm here. Yeah. So shouts out, Willie. Yeah, we appreciate it. And uh, we're going to make it worth it for you. Dude. That's awesome. Thanks, Willie. There was an anniversary this month. No way. Of one of my favorite tweets of all time. 
You have a favorite tweet of all time? Yeah. Wait, it, is this, you're telling me a, a shrimp fried this rice? <laughs> That's the best. That, I don't even know where that. That is your favorite tweet That is of all my time. favorite tweet. Okay. Are you telling me a shrimp fried this rice? That's so funny. Um, No, but this is a, a from your and mine's, mine's favorite billionaire, uh, Vince McMahon. Hmm. I'll do this in Vince McMahon's <laughs> yeah, yeah, voice, please. and I haven't seen this yet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care who you are. Get out of my weight room. Pokemon Go. Wow. <laughs> I love that. I don't Vince know. Vince <laughs> McMahon is, is uh, you know what? If the Pokemon doesn't leave, then yeah. I think we have a match on our hands. Dude, Vince WrestleMania McMahon main versus event? Gastly. <laughs> Vince McMahon just playing Pokemon Go. Oh yeah, in the ring at WrestleMania, legitimately, Dude. I would I would enjoy that. I would love like I wish he was like a like he would be down to make YouTube channels. I would love to just watch him like do Pokemon Go. I wonder if like in my head I'm like, oh, did a kid tell him to do that? But I was like, his his kid's Stephanie McMahon. Yeah, his kids are old. <laughs> yeah, they're his old. Kids now. Are, his kids have kids, and they have kids. He's like a triple granddaddy. Dude, He's um, a great, great granddaddy. Great, great granddaddy Vince McMahon. What else you got for us? Um, now we get to the Olympics. Okay. So apparently the Olympics are trying to do this thing where people can't. They're trying we, to, we covered this previously yeah. that because of big disease. Yeah. Oh, we're not supposed to say the name. Yeah, I'll believe it out. They don't want the athletes getting too close to each other. Yeah. So despite the fact that they uh, are handing out condoms to everybody yeah. at the Olympics, they're telling them those are souvenirs and you're not allowed to. Use them. Yes. Now I heard the news story that came out today, which is probably what this is about. Yeah. They are now issuing um, uh, intercourse proof beds that <laughs> yeah. will break if two people sit on them. Yeah. They're made out of cardboard. Also, if you if there's any sudden movement, maybe like a thrust. Yeah. Or a a a, a jostle, they will also break. <laughs> uh, I I I saw a tweet uh, with that image that said, "Oh yeah, you know you know, peak." performance humans uh, maybe they'll figure out a way to have intercourse standing up um <laughs> all that aside i just feel like well what happens when the person like just breaks their bed accidentally and then their like water polo game is all messed up because they didn't get a night's sleep because they're sleeping on a cardboard bed that broke that is exactly what i was thinking i am such a like in my sleep i move around yeah um i can never get comfortable so like I, that shit would definitely just cave in immediately when I, when I tried to sleep. Also, is there no mattress on the bed? I think it's a mattress. I think, you know, like those really cheap, uh, like particle board, uh -huh. like single bed things where it's just like a piece of particle board. Yeah. Instead, I think it's just cardboard instead of particle board. You got, you got athletes from all over the world. These people train so yeah. rigorously their discipline. I mean, they can sleep on a mattress on the floor. Yeah. Just, as soon as you show up, you just elbow drop that bed. <laughs> it's now it's completely broken. It's sitting on the floor that it's like, yo, bring all those souvenir condoms over. This, this, yeah. bed's, this bed's been floored. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, if I was an athlete at the Olympics, I feel like I could outsmart the bed. Yeah, me too. I would just, yeah, I would just put it on the floor. I think I'm, I think I'm smarter than a cardboard bed. I don't know. That's, that's what I'm wagering at least. Uh, okay. I have some videos too. All right. Uh, I wanted to bring back an old concept you had because I, I, you said it and every day we get closer to it and I'm afraid, Derek, I'm really afraid what was the that, concept? Joker, I don't the oh. Joker president 
Joker presence is, is going to become real. Yeah, Joker is more real than Batman. Batman is just a comic book character. Yeah. But Joker is uh, getting under the skin of our society. He, he, it's just it's become like Americana at this point. Yeah, Joker is America. <laughs> yeah. at this point. So he's uh, the most American character <laughs> to come out in the past 50 years. Yeah. Uh, so this is a video from Times Square. Modern I'm, day Uncle Sam. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to say it. That's what do, do you, you have a video that basically yeah. the Joker is modern day Uncle Sam. I mean, kind of. But also, like, I'm just imagining like a future war where like instead of the like, I want you, it's just the Joker like laughing. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So this is from a video from Times Square here. Uh it has good. some music, but I'll, I'll mute it for uh, YouTube. What the? This guy's not a joke. <laughs> no, this is real. This is Joker president right here. This is Joker president. There's real jokers. <laughs> that, dude, that, this there's a, real jokers this is a out real there. Joker. Ladies and gentlemen, there are real jokers out there. Um, I think he show oh, he shows the photos they took. Like in, it's really funny that this guy's like, Oh, I made an innocent video with this Joker guy, but it's like, this is scary to me, at least. Oh. There he is. Joker president, baby. Joker Uncle <laughs> Sam. There you go. That's cool. Um, I could do, uh, well, you know, you know what I think, Johnny, what? I think you've just inspired uh, a whole episode on this show, a Joker expose. I, I, think, I think we, we need dude, to explore the Joker. We start at like the man who laughs and then get to like Joker president. First like, of all, that would be like a three hour long podcast. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a full, full explanation of the Joker. Yeah. The inception of the Joker from the comic books, yeah. the evolution of the Joker through the comic books, yeah. and then the Joker spilling into our modern day real world uh, this, and the dude, potential my, future of what the Joker means to America. My brain is just like, it's just like in like doing fucking 360s right now. I, that, the Joker episode. Joker it's coming episode. up. It's coming up. Um, before we uh, move on, yes. I do want to talk about our plans for next week's episode. Oh yeah, yeah which yeah. is not the Joker episode, but it's something it's we've been close. hinting at for a while. Yeah, and maybe we—I wouldn't be surprised if in the future a Joker figures into an episode like this. We're going to be doing an expose on the mega wealthy. We've the been rich. talking about Jeff Bezos and his space race that he's been having with Richard uh, Branson, Branson, yeah, uh, Virgin Mega, yeah, and. We've just been talking about how frivolous uh, wealthy people are with the things that they spend their money on. And I honestly have been doing a little bit of research. And even for myself, I had, I had no concept really yeah. of what the mega wealthy world was like. Like basically what I'm trying to say is it's in, scary. In, in preparing for next week's episode, I thought I had a concept of what it was to be rich. And now I know that I truly had no idea mm-hmm. what true wealth is like. For some people out there, the, the level of wealth that they have, the world that they are living in, I wasn't fully mentally prepared for the things that I, that I read. We'll, we'll talk about this more next week, but like, 
you just get detached from society. Like you, you are almost in like a different society when you hit a certain level of wealth. Like you're just no, like, not only no, no <laughs> tune into next week's episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going to we'll go do into the actual it debate, now, but what I will say in my opinion yeah. is you live in the same society. You view it differently. Yeah. You think about it in a way that, us normal people, it's incomprehensible for us to think about it. Yeah. Like we hear about people from history and, and you have like those people's items in your house. You yeah. know, it's that level of, uh, of different world. Dude. Uh, we're going to get into it next week's episode and expose on mega wealth. We hope you check it out. <laughs> I like the term mega wealth. That's oh, what it is. It's mega wealth. I totally forgot. I have a surprise for you. Um, okay. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna play it, get your blind, no. get your blind reaction here. Um, <laughs> I see the name here. <laughs> I see the name of the video. So you've gotta <laughs> be kidding me. Shut up. Wait, this is the video that got yeah. wiped from the internet last week's Bigfoot encrypted episode. I had my own conspiracy yeah, theory. Yeah, yeah. That NBC had posted a video about Bigfoot, and then days later, it got wiped fucking it, wiped nuked. it from the web, nuked it <laughs> as if it never existed, as if Men in Black showed up with their little flashy thing and flashy thing dissolved. Yeah, where did you find this video from? So I shout out. I don't remember the person's username, but a fan on our subreddit, the Megacity Four subreddit, join if you'd like. Was like, hey, I saw this and I ripped it. Like, because you knew, not even thinking about it. And they were like, they just posted a link. I was All like, right, Holy before shit. you play this, let me give a setup yeah. to this video, ladies and gentlemen. NBC uh, interviewed a bunch of Olympians yeah. going to the 2020 Olympics and asked oh, them a simple you. question. Yeah, do you believe in Bigfoot? Most of them said no. Yeah, one of them said yes. I haven't even watched this. I was saving it. Do you believe in Bigfoot? That's a very good question. <laughs> you even Bigfoot. Nope, don't believe in Bigfoot. By the way, I, I, yeah. I think that picture of Bigfoot was from it. the music video we played. Oh shit, was it really? I think they I think they pulled the same Dude. clips that we did. Do I believe in Bigfoot? I don't know. Some of those documentaries are pretty like good. Yeah, no. I agree. Yes. So we Yeah, there he is, dude. This is the reason this video got taken down. This fool. <laughs> this guy straight up. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it definitely wasn't my granddad going around with a, a little footprint he bought off online. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that? What Real the fuck Bigfoot is that? caught on tape. Dude, Getty images. <laughs> That's wait. Why does how does Bigfoot have a goatee when your entire body is covered in fur? How do you yeah. still have a goatee? Why does Bigfoot look like my dad? <laughs> Maybe the, it's a negative goatee, and that's the only oh. part of his face that's shaved. <laughs> it was Bigfoot tracks that were in the snow. So I have again. That's a Yeti, bro. Proof and evidence that he's real. I do not believe in Bigfoot. Okay. I, I just don't really know much about Bigfoot. <laughs> Hard no. And he's I don't. Like, uh, I'd be you're dumb for if asking it was me. A real Bigfoot. Yeah, she's pretty condescending with her answer. Half and half. Half and half. Because, I mean, no one's ever seen him, but like, how is that possible that no one's ever seen such a large creature, but at the same time, okay. if it hasn't been seen She's slowly convincing yet, herself right now. Then how do you know it's not Ooh, real? Right, if it hasn't been seen, how do you oh, know it's dude, not dude, real? Oh, dude, dude, how do you prove that? Bigfoot, was oh. that Bigfoot in Japan? I don't know. <laughs> that looked like a- I love all this stock footage.
Okay, can I just real quick? I don't know if they could see it on the thing here, but I fucking a pet peeve of mine is like, why set up a fucking set that you're gonna film if you're gonna do this fucking weird like, oh here's the background thing? Like, why would you do that? Damn, dude. Sorry, you're so upset. <laughs> I just, it's like a weird trend that they do, and I just don't understand it. Well, no, they're an NBC. They, yeah, I'm sure I mean, they know something about no. what they're doing. Well, maybe I don't really know. I mean, who knows what's out there? Uh, well, I believe they pulled this video completely to protect the reputation of Caleb Dressel, Dude. who unequivocally said, yes, I believe in Bigfoot. No, it wasn't my grandfather <laughs> playing a prank on me. I have the evidence. He got so serious about it, too. He's like, yep, I saw him. Yeah, he got scared. He's like, what? <laughs> what? Why? How do you know? How do you know about that? Who have you been talking to? <laughs> Why are you asking me about Bigfoot? How do you know? Dude, shouts out to that internet soldier that found that. That is like, I was blown away. I thought it was going to be a, a prank or something. They just posted a link. You know They're like, what? yeah, I got this. We're sending Willie from Treachers a little something. Yeah. We're going to send something to this internet soldier Dude. as well. Thank you for being in our crew. Dude. In our video team. Pulling yeah, in for the clutch <laughs> save of the Bigfoot expose. That, by the way, is what is truly magical about the internet. Yeah. That video, I saw it. I tried to share it. It got pulled. Yeah. We put a call out on our show and magically it returns from the ether. That is something special. Thank you to that viewer. Dude, and and that's the last video I have. So I'm well then I guess on that yeah, note, we're that gonna end this episode. <laughs> Thank you so much again for watching. Thank yeah, you, huge Robert shout IDK. out to Robert IDK for talking to us. Uh if you want to get even more of Derek and Johnny, because you can't get your fill just in one Saturday, be sure to follow us on social media. I am on Instagram at Derek Acosta only, and I am on Twitter at Gustafa. I am on Instagram at catboy underscore slim, and I'm on Twitter at Johnny13. I'm going to say it one more time. Check out last week's episode. Please. Go back even further. Check out our UFO episode. And tune in next week for our Mega Wealth Expose. Dude, I'm excited. Uh, we will be returning with more funny videos and yes. some funny news stories. But until next time, we're going to say watch out for Bigfoot and stay safe. You might have the anti-goatee. <laughs>